you for joining us for the Help for Wounded Spirits broadcast. We exist to help those wounded and suffering through life's trials. Here is our host and best-selling author, Doug Carriger. Great to be back with you, folks. I hope this finds you well. We're so excited to be here with me, my dear friend, Kevin. Good morning, Kevin. Good morning, sir, from a sunny Phoenix, Arizona. Yeah, you know what, brother? It's sunny in South Carolina this morning as well. I got up and got out early. I went to see my friends over at Planet Fitness, realized it was President's Day when there was no one on the roads. It was like, man, did I miss something or what? You know, and I went out there and I... (laughs) I hopped on the roads and, and, uh, brother, it was a beautiful drive. And so I went to my favorite, uh, planet fitness. We have seven of them around here that are close enough to drive through and six, I think that are within six miles. And my favorite one is one tenth of a mile closer, uh, than the one I actually joined. I'm thinking about changing my home gym membership to the one on Verde in Greenville. I really like that. But uh, all that being said, we're pretty excited to be back. This morning I woke up, and just to let you folks know, we're about a week and a half ahead. And uh, so this morning I woke up and I was listening to Chaplain Widow, Lieutenant Colonel Widow, retired, and I was encouraged by that. And uh, I was thankful for that. And all last week I was encouraged as uh, Kevin and I went through the book of Proverbs and God has just really been blessing me, and uh, I hope he's blessing you folks. And today as we get going, so the word of the day is mother. You know, as we wrap up the Proverbs 31 woman, as we look at those, of course, we're dealing with a lady here who many things we know about her, you know, being industrious, loving, ethical, moral, uh, that person that makes all the difference, you know, uh, she makes fine stuff. She sells it. She delivers it. She does whatever she have to do. She's industrious. She's resourceful. She's virtuous. Uh, and, and along the way, it makes you think of the word mother and a couple of reasons why I thought of this yesterday, I was reading a somewhat, um, biographical account on Thomas Edison. And uh, I always like coming across those different things. And I pay an extra two bucks a month on my prime membership to, uh, uh, to watch like the biography channel and, and things of that nature. And, and uh, as I was watching, one of the things that came to my mind is Thomas Edison's mom. So Thomas Edison came home one day from school when he was a young man and he brought home a closed envelope and he said, Mom, he said, the school told me to hand this to you and let you read it not me. And uh, so she opened up the envelope. She smiled and she looked at him and she got some big tears in her eyes. And he said, what is it, mom? What does it say? And uh, she said, honey, it says that you're just too smart and their staff isn't big enough to keep up with you. You just have too much going for you. You, uh, You're just too much of a brain and, and they don't have the teachers or the staff to deal with your brain power. Well, from that day forward, uh, Mrs. Edison homeschooled him, and we know the rest of the story, and uh, decades went by, and he became the wonderful inventor, and besides being an inventor, he was very industrious, uh, better in things that were invented, writing, reading all the time. He was voracious. He He had all these great qualities going for him, and then his mom passed away after he had a couple really wonderful inventions, and he went back home, and he started cleaning out the closet and those different spaces 
and he came across that envelope from school and he couldn't help but smile that the school had sent him home and said how brilliant he was and how the staff couldn't keep up with him. And he opened up the letter and it was just one sentence. Something is wrong with Thomas. We cannot educate him. He doesn't seem bright enough. And folks, let me tell you, a mom can change everything. Boy, certainly God knows that when he invented a mom. The word mother appears in, in my Bible 300 times, uh, awful, you know, often referring to the mom, somebody who's given birth to a child. It's, it's used as a literal sense in that way. Uh, we go back and Adam named his wife Eve because she was the mother of all living. So mom and mother goes way back to the beginning in our Bible. We see it throughout the Bible used metaphorically uh, to describe wonderful relationships and roles. There's been wonderful mother figures in my life and uh, certainly my wife, my mother of great mothers. And uh, uh, but there's also these mother figures that come along, and the Bible recognizes them and sees how people mother people and comfort people and, and things of that nature. David speaks of his own relationship with God, saying, I have behaved and quieted myself as a child that is weaned of his mother. And uh, just wonderful, wonderful terms, Kevin, as we look at this word mother. And what's coming to your mind, brother, when you see this word mother? Well, mothers are the greatest, <clears throat> the greatest thing that ever happened to any one of us because we, we came from a mother and the investment that they made in carrying us and bringing us forth is, uh, is unreal. And in fact, brother Doug, the, the book that, that I'm working on, you know, the, uh, growing, the yes. growth, Christian growth, um, I'm using the, uh, analogy of child childbirth, child training, child growth as, uh, as kind of the foundation to spring from. So I'm, I'm, uh, really interested in that word mother actually right now, because of where I'm, where I'm at in the book, but, you know, I'm also thinking about mothers being, um, being sometimes caught in a, a, a cycle. Uh, I talked to a, 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 a mother, not actually, I talked to a daughter not long ago, yeah. And this daughter, um, was really going through some trauma because her mother was caught in what could be described as intergenerational trauma. Oh. The mother, yeah, the mother was, um, projecting her traumatic childhood onto her daughter, which is the person I was talking to. And this daughter was literally born into a home where if something was right, you know, you would call it a narcissistic home, but it, if something was done right, it wasn't, it wasn't good enough. Wow. And it, it might be right today, but it might be wrong tomorrow. And it was just moving goalposts, just a lot of, you know, kind of like dangling a carrot in front of the, in front of the horse to make it go. We're going to, we're going to lead this child on by keeping the ground unstable and never letting them feel, um, like they're good enough, but it's just bad, bad leadership, bad situation. But, you know, um, a good mother, <clears throat> a good mother is, is, uh, someone that wants to stop the intergenerational trauma. She says, you know what, my, my children don't need the junk that I am dealing with. And so I'm going to get healing myself. Yeah. And, uh, that's great. I just, I just think that we, that, that, you know, our, the ministry that, that we're involved in here has the great privilege and honor 
of helping restore some moms. And, and I think that, uh, that these mothers that, that are just, you know, even sometimes dealing with their toddlers are being triggered because they're, they're being thrown back to, you know, the, the feeling of, you know, being slapped or berated or something when they were kids and, and they're, it's everything, it's everything screams to them that they need to treat the kids the same way because they're split wide open. Mom is just, just dealing with this, this, uh, emotional frazzleness and, and we know PTSD, unfortunately, is is like uh, a fight or flight syndrome. You know, you feel like you gotta do something uh, crazy to escape something. And uh, but boy, the the Proverbs thirty one mothers, uh, I think, would be the goal for healing for any any one of uh, really any one of uh, any woman, any man, honestly, because it used like you said, industry um, being, you know, making themselves valuable. I I think the best thing that we can do is to get a sense that, um, we have taken a, we have turned a corner and we've taken what we has been dealt with us. And we've, you know, we've taken the lemons and we've made some lemonade and, uh, and here we are, you know, being industrious, we're helping other people to succeed, and maybe we're in the shadows, so maybe we'll never excel to what we could have been had we not been abused. But praise God, there's yeah. some good, you know, our kids are being launched out and and they're going to do something like Thomas Edison. Yeah, yeah, no, that's great stuff. And and I've always been impressed with uh, moms who take on stepchildren and foster children. And, and there's not one beat that's skipped. And uh, I am definitely impressed with those that uh, – that Kevin just brought up so aptly, uh, those people who say enough, uh, I've seen it in dads and moms throughout my ministry where, where people say, that's it. You know, the, the only way to stop the sins of the father or the sins from the mother is at the altar. The only way to stop those things is building a relationship with God. That's so great. That's so wonderful, uh, that uh, everybody around you takes notice and says, man, I need to have that in my life. So cheers to all you moms out there. Listen, we'll be right back. Hang with us for a minute. Thanks so much for hanging with us, and here we are, and uh, we find ourselves in Proverbs 31, and we're continuing on with that, and just to give you an update, I believe, both Kevin and I have looked at it, that we will definitely conquer Proverbs 31 and be moving into narcissism uh, over the next few days. So by the end of this week, now we have a couple special speakers that will come out at one time. I remember that uh, uh, Pastor Huffman mentioned he was going to come by and finish up what he was talking about with dating and marriage. And so he may do that over the next few days, a week or two, but Kevin and I are going to continue driving on and uh, we're going to be talking to you about narcissism and what the Bible has to say about those different qualities. So uh, you don't want to miss that and you want to share that with your friends. We need to know what's going on out there and what to look at. I think that's really significant. You know, as we look at verse 23 and as we transition here and 
chapter 31, it says, Her husband is known in the gate when he sitteth among the elders. And, and you know, there's a reputation that a virtuous woman gives her husband. There's a reputation that a woman that's happy and content in her marriage. There's a reputation who, who a woman who is so in love with her husband that she respects him. It, it puts somebody in an influential standing. It puts somebody in a place where people say, man, that guy's got a good wife. And, and, and folks, that's what we got to be. Now, women have the same status when, when they have a husband that, that are all in for their wives. Women, women get the status of, oh, so-and-so has a good husband. And, and men get the status, oh, so-and-so has a good wife. We, you know, we're not hearing her complain. She's out there doing what she needs to do. When the husband sits at the gates with the other leaders, when the husband sits at the gates with, with the other husbands, it's all good. The word out there is good. And then we look at verse number 24, and I'm saying these separately because they kind of fit together. Obviously, it's the same chapter, but there's a little bit of a difference where we're not clumping them together. And, and she maketh fine linen and sell it and deliver girdles onto the merchant. And so again, it's highlighting this industrious resourcefulness of a virtuous woman, somebody who can do something to help the income of her family, somebody who can uh, make a difference within that family. Uh, you know, she's not only providing for her family, but when we think of a woman who's industrious and things like that, she's providing for the welfare and the industry of the community. And, and that's a pretty wonderful thing when we see that. And, uh, and, and I love that sign or those words that jumped out as a sign to me, those words, fine linen, fine linen. That talks about a very high class. It talks about the store you want to go to. You're not going to find her linen at Walmart. You're not going to find her linen at, at JCPenney. You're going to find her fine linen in a fine ladies store like Nordstrom's or maybe even Dillard's or, or in a standalone store. This is somebody who's, who, what she makes is of such quality. And I was thinking, Kevin, you know, as I was looking at this, what was coming to my mind is, you know, those Christian retreat dresses that someone needs to have, that bridesmaid dress, those different things. Is This is a woman who could nail them for her children. And her children wouldn't say, I have to wear this old burlap bag. No, this is fine linen. And thank God for this. So, Kevin, I'm looking at this person and, and, and you know, over and over again, here's a husband who's, who's nailed it. He's got the right wife. She's got the right attitude. She's talking good about him. She's making fine linen. She's selling it. She's delivering it. This is a woman who is intentionally godly. This is a woman who is intentionally making a difference for her family. And uh, I'm, I'm excited about that, brother. <laughs> Praise God. Yeah, yeah, you nailed it there, too. Um, <clears throat> she maketh fine linen. You know, there's several verses in this text that that uh, talk about her, her, you know, coverings of tapestry, silk and purple. You know, it's verse 22. So this this gal was no slob. She she looked beautiful. She perceived that her merchandise was good. She knew what she had. She knew what she was. She was self confident. And I think a woman ought to be. Uh, to be uh, treated, 
you know, the Bible says um, uh, giving honor unto the wife is under the weaker vessel. That's not about physically and, the, you know, and, and as far as the, the general difference between the sexes, but, you know, not certainly emotionally and certainly not intellectually. But but then um, we're not even talking about superiority. We're talking about differences. But, right. you know, she 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 knows how valuable she is. And that confidence, I just think that. Um, there are people out there listening, you know, there are some dear ladies and dear girls listening who probably have, um, you know, they've suffered just being squashed. I was mentioning that before the break, just being squashed so badly. Um, you know, we're all under, un, underappreciated sometimes, and sometimes <laughs> we're overappreciated. And, and, and really, if we're treated good, it's a bonus, you know, as far as being praised. And I think we ought to have that attitude. But, uh, man, it, it's we ought to try to pick friends out that just uh, just help us, just make us feel like, you know, it's not a mutual admiration club where we're making each other think they're, you know, where we're playing off of each other's compliments and fishing for compliments. But uh, I think we ought to get people that that build us up. The Bible says, uh, let let us please uh, each please our our neighbor for for good edification. So, uh, man, I just I just I see this woman as being someone that knows her value and and she's entrepreneurial brother. She's it says she maketh fine linen yeah. and selleth it. So, <clears throat> you know, selling requires um you know, a good salesman, uh, someone who's entrepreneurial and is going to be successful has the best quality that they can come up with and they sell it and market it. And that's where success comes from. I used to be a, a salesman and uh, selling auto parts and I sold for a good company. And so when I showed up at a uh, at an auto parts store representing uh, Lee Tort Warehouses out of Tort Warehouse out of uh, Carlisle, Pennsylvania, back in the day in the eighties, when I showed up, I, there was just a, an amount of respect that, that, that came because I was representing a company that stood behind their product. They didn't cut corners, you know, all that good stuff. So this woman here evidently had that kind of industry and yeah. she made herself valuable. And, and I think coupled with that, that's verse 24, but the, the, the verse right before it, her husband is known in the gates when he sitteth among the elders of the land. So here's a valuable woman who seems to get great satisfaction in others' success. I personally think that's one of the keys of, of contentment and joy, brother, is, is living so that others succeed you know, the old saying is there's no limit to the good that can be accomplished if you don't care who gets the credit. And um, I've tried to make that my mantra. And this this uh, woman here evidently just derived great energy, you know, in her life when she saw her husband sitting, you know, in a position of respect and whether she was in the shadows or and she wasn't in the shadows, she was obviously out there marketing herself, you know, marketing her business herself by herself. Um, boy, what an exciting life yeah. this lady seemed to lead. Yeah, I think so. I, I think this is great. I think that this is exactly what we're going for. And once again, taking you back to that place that, uh, 
Uh, you know, you can't have a Proverbs 31 woman. You can't have an industrious woman. You can't have someone who's making that fine linen. You can't have somebody who's known at the gates as being a great wife unless there's a great husband. They play off each other. So there's a lesson for both sides of the gender here and, and the role that we have and how important that role is. Um, you know, the change that uh, you can make it any time to fit into this category is the great God that we serve. It's okay. It's okay to say from this point forward, I'm going to change. I'm going to be that Proverbs 31 woman, or I'm going to be that Proverbs 31 husband lifting up that Proverbs 31 yeah. woman. And uh, that that can change. You can make that decision right now, friends. You can say, man, I, w- I want to be better at this. I want to do a better job. This is, this is about serving God. This is about uh, serving my family. And uh, remember, it's God, family, and then church, and then job, and things like that nature. So lift each other up. Have yourself a great day today. Remember that God is there, and he can help us through the struggles, through the tough times. And, and if we've been through mistakes, if we've done things that are messy and goofy, God knows that. He knows the bad turns we've taken. He knows the places we've stood where we shouldn't have stood. He knows the people we've been with. But you know what? This great God says, go and sin no more and everything's all better. We sure do love you folks. We hope you have a great day. Please listen to all the words that uh, uh, our dear friend Charity is going to say to you about knowing for sure that Jesus Christ is your Lord and Savior. Thank you. May God bless you. And hey, with that smile that only God can give you. Thank you for listening to our broadcast. At Help for Wounded Spirits, we believe the Bible and place great importance on you having a personal relationship with your Lord and Savior. The Bible delivers a clear and simple message of salvation, outlining how you can begin your personal relationship now. First, recognize that you are a sinner, as all have sinned and come short of the glory of God. Second, understand that there is a cost to our sin, as the wages of sin is death. Third, realize that Jesus alone paid that price. To receive salvation, simply ask the Lord to save you in Jesus' name while believing in your heart that He alone can save you, and He will. If we can help you with your salvation or to direct you to a local church, please do not hesitate to contact us. For additional helpful resources, including our new TV series, more information, or to donate and support this crucial ministry, please visit us at WoundedSpirits.com. May God bless you.